the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Psalm 107.20. He sent his word and healed them. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Your Red Sea Crossing. I have prepared in prayer, in study. I have prayed even as I left my seat and walked to this pulpit, saying in my heart, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit that breathed this word originally, that is going to breathe this word this morning, that's going to touch our hearts and I truly believe if you came with faith, with expectation, believing you are going to have a Red Sea crossing today. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a miracle in your life. I'm talking about the presence of God working in you and through you, in your surroundings, in your relationships. God can do great things when we believe. Amen? He can I believe you're going to have a Red Sea crossing. I truly believe it. Now, let me, let me ask you this question. Have you ever wondered, now you've been around a while, haven't you? I mean, you've, you've lived a few years. Have you ever wondered why things happened in your life like happened in your life? You look back over your life and you wonder, why did that happen to me? How did I get into that situation? Didn't I pray enough? I surely knew better. I mean, you're, you're really beating on yourself today over some things that happened back there. Now, some of you are going through some situations right now, not back there, but today, this morning, you're wondering, how am I going to get out of this predicament? Let me put it this way, not a predicament. How am I going to get out of this mess? How am I going to do it? Right now, it's happening. It's going on. But in addition to that, some have asked, why me? Why did that happen to me? You may not have said that out loud, but you may have even thought, God, this isn't fair. I didn't do anything to deserve this. You're a little bit ticked off with him. Oh, say, not me, not me. Come on. Come on, be honest. <laughs> Come on, be honest. We, we do get a little bit ticked at him sometimes. God, you knew that was going to happen. Why didn't you show me? Even the prayer says, lead me not into temptation. God, why did you do that? I've been a good girl. I've been a good boy. Why did that happen? But friend, you know and I know that life is unfair. It's un... It's un, un, un uh, it, it's not, it's challenging. It's unpredictable. Life is capricious. Life can change in a moment of time. No one knows 
very much about life. Even after we've lived it and experienced it a long time, do you know some people go from one predicament? Well, forget the word predicament. Go from one mess to another mess to another mess. And they keep saying, God, why did you let me get into this? Friend, open your eyes, pray, believe the Lord before you make the decision, before you make the move, and watch what God will do. But let's not blame God today. Let's not do that. We may have unconsciously or consciously in our secret moments in our thinking, but let's, let's not blame God. He does not want your life and my life to be miserable and unhappy. On the contrary, he wants our lives to be happy and to be blessed. God isn't against us. He is for us. You see what God can do. Let me tell you what God can do. God can take those unpleasant circumstances Once they're given to him, you give them over to him. He will take them. He will bless them. He'll give them back to you with his glory upon it. He can take pain and turn it into gain. God can do that. But he can't take it until you give it to him. But when you give it to him, he will do a mighty miracle. And he will bless. That's exactly what he wants to do. That's why he has the power he has to bless you and to do a mighty miracle. Now, we're going to look at the Hebrews today and their crossing of the Red Sea. They were in a predicament. The Red Sea was in front of them. On either side of them, desert and mountains. And behind them, Pharaoh's army, not you. (laughs) I got a good choir. Are you praying for me this morning? Uh, You look at the back of my head and say, God bless him. God anoint him. God use him. I'll preach like I never preached before. They were encamped by the Red Sea. They were hemmed in by the desert. That's verse 2 and verse 3 out of chapter 14. And then Pharaoh and his armies were pursuing them. Now, you see, Pharaoh looked at them where they were, the Israelites, and he he thought, this is easy. Where are they going to go? The Red Sea is in front of them. They have little babies and children. They can't get, have no boats. There's mountains on one side. There's a desert on the other side. And here I come with the world's mightiest army. I've got them right where I want them. Talk about getting painted into a corner. They had gotten themselves cornered at that time. Now, the the scripture says that God spoke at that moment. And God said in verse 4, I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his armies. God is saying, I'm going to do something for myself today. I'm going to bless like I've never blessed before. It's going to be a great day for the Israelites, but it's going to be a great day for Almighty God. I'm going to bless myself today by saving my people. Now, the the trapping that we get in sometimes, and I want to talk about some of the traps that you get in that I've already talked about some of them that we get ourselves in, but some we don't get in by ourselves and by our own effort. And that's health problems. Some of us just get in situations where we're sick, we're unhealthy, 
we did nothing to uh, bring it on that we know of, that we're conscious of, but we're, we're trapped in a sick, healthy, unhealthy situation, and we don't know how to get out of it. I remember when I was having that cough with my throat, and you remember how I had a very difficult time coughing. One time I coughed so loud and so hard, and the cameras were on me, and I went out to lunch after the service, and people said to me, well, you were coughing today, weren't you? I said, don't put that on television. <laughs> don't show my weakness <laughs> like that. Edit that out. Well, they had almost had to edit out the whole sermon. Well, that would have been all right. But I went to, I think, six ENTs, two pulmonologists, four or five uh, uh, general practitioners, and every one of them would say, well, that's all I know to do. That's all I know to do. Can't do any more. And uh, the last one, Corinne says, well, there's one more ENT I want you to go see. I said, Corinne, they all tell me the same thing. <laughs> and when they do prescribe, and I'm not kidding you, they all give me the same medication. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. <clears throat> Have you ever been trapped in a situation where you're just physically down, sick, hurting? No way out. No doctor can help you. Well, these situations come along. How about situations like your job? You, you, you feel like you're trapped. You're not getting promoted. Others are getting promoted. Somehow the, the, the higher-ups are favoring certain ones. You know it. It's so obvious. You can do the work. You've been doing the work. You don't get the promotion. You feel trapped. It just isn't fair. But there is so much to life that isn't fair. Just unfairness. How about trapped in a financial situation? Just can't get out of it. Can't seemingly to get ahead. Get those bills paid. The creditors are there. You would if you could. You're an honest person of integrity. But you just can't get free from that particular situation. What about a dysfunctional marriage. I'm not telling you to get a divorce. That's not how you get out of these dysfunctional marriages. But you know, God can help people cross red seas in those situations. Sometimes there's nothing to do but perhaps to get a divorce. My mother had to get a divorce. Uh, but there are times if we will take these situations to God on our knees in prayer... Divorce is maybe sometimes the answer, but it is not always the answer. I thought I'd get a hand clap or an amen. Or... All right. <laughs> Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. I'm Herman Hines. I came to Largo Community Church about 30 years ago, and uh, it's really blessed me and my family. We raised our kids here, and we are involved, both my wife and I, in uh, Sunday school, uh, teaching adult Sunday school and TTC youth. And, uh, Bob has just been a blessing, and it's a non-denominational church. We've got 
13 nations represented here and people from all over the world. It uh, kind of reminds me of uh, what heaven should look like. So if you're looking for a wonderful church where people are loved and the word of God is preached, this is the church for you. We love it here. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. God has a way. God has a plan. He has almighty wisdom. You said, I can't see any way out. I've got to do something. Well, Israel couldn't see any way out either. They felt like they had to do something. But there was not something for them to do. The Red Sea, Pharaoh's army, desert, mountains. What do you do? When you're stuck, when you're hemmed in, and there's nothing to do. Now, God says, the Lord, the Lord says, I will fight for you. And the te- human tendency is to cut and run, to try to escape. But God is saying, be still. The third thing he says, see deliverance. Now, notice, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, number one. Number two, stand still. And what will happen? You'll see deliverance. I don't believe that, do you? I don't believe that's going to happen at my job. I don't believe that's going to happen in my marriage. I don't believe that's going to happen in my finances. Pastor, if you knew my situation, well, all I can tell you this morning, friend, is what God's Word says. And He is talking to hearts right now because there's going to be a Red Sea crossing. Can you say that? There's going to be a Red Sea crossing. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a miracle. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) All right, we're going to look at the screen and we're going to read verses 15 and 16 in unison. Here's God giving instructions. Come on, in unison. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry land. Okay, would you put the map up on the screen for me, please? Can you get to it very quickly? Okay, there it is. Here's where the Israelites were. Here's where the plagues were. were. The Israelites moved south under a pillar of cloud by Day and a pillar of fire by night. They moved on down south, south. They kept following, they kept following. And it is believed by most theologians that it is at this top end of the Red Sea is where they crossed. Here's where the water was, bitter water was changed to sweetness. Here's where they crossed at the top end. Now, they were on their way to Canaan, but God had another miracle and another discipline for Egypt and the Egyptians, but another faith-building miracle. Now, once we get across the Red Sea, we're going to go south. We're going to follow them on south all the way down to Mount Sinai. We're going to see the Ten Commandments, and then we're going to follow them as they start back up, and finally they get all the way to Canaan, crossing the Jordan River under the direction of of, um, Joshua. Moses died just before they went over. He, he looked over, he saw the land, but he couldn't go over because he disobeyed the Lord. Now, okay, you can take that down and put up 
verses 19 and 20. Read it together. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of the Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. You know, God knows how to come between you and that situation. Have you ever heard somebody say, Pastor, or, or said to you, Boy, I'm between a rock and a hard place? Yes. Don't raise your hand, but some of you are between a rock and a hard place this morning. But God knows how to move his power and his spirit between you and that hard place. Hallelujah. God knows how to deal with hard places. You don't know how to deal with it, and neither do I. But the best thing I can do is just be still. Trust him, look to him, and let him do what he wants to do. Now, it says in verse 21, and uh, do we have verse 21 on the screen? Can we put that up on the screen, verse 21? If not, I'm going to read it. I know I have a lot of verses in here today. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all night the Lord drove back the sea, back with a strong east wind, and turned it into dry lands, and the waters were divided. Oh, it has been calculated that the Red Sea divided and two great walls of water came up, each wall of water several hundreds of feet, about a half a mile across. Now, on the, on the Egyptian side, there were two to three million Israelites, Hebrews. That, that's teeming thousands of people. They were lined up on that side of the shore teeming thousands of people, men, women, children, babies. Now, most of those people had herds of sheep, goats, ox, uh, donkeys, and camels. That means there were millions and millions of livestock. It just covered the face of the earth. So for those people to get across from 6 p.m. in the evening to get across, and all of them, and all of those herds to get across, and to be on the other side by 6 a.m. in the morning, that river, that had to be approximately a half mile wide for them to make it across. They made it across, 6 a.m., they were on the other side. Hallelujah. God was with them. God took care of them. God was watching over them. The, the cloud went behind them, and the, the, the uh, Egyptians were asleep. It made a, uh, they slept all night. Maybe that was one of their best nights that they ever slept. Rockabye baby. <laughs> While they were being rockabye babied, God's people were moving on to victory. And the scripture said in Exodus 14, 24, that they crossed during the last watch of the night. Say, how did you know it was 6 a.m.? The last watch of the night, it says so. That's 6 a.m. They were there. And the sun was coming up. And the Lord was with it, the angel of God. Now, I want you to read. There it is on the screen now. Verse 22 in unison. The Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. 
Well, the moment arrived. It was time to cross over. It was God's time. Well, every eye was at that, that Red Sea. Nobody ever saw a Red Sea divided by a half a mile and, and two great walls of water. And the way they would signal each other was through a trumpet call. It was like the old-time cavalry. You know, they, would, they would blow their trumpets, uh, the horsemen would, and, and the, the soldiers would ride their horses into battle. And then when they'd call them back with a trumpet, well, that's how they, they would call to each other. And that's how they would send a message. And they stood, and they were ready. And then all of a sudden, about 6 o'clock, when the hour struck, the trumpet sounded. Moses and Aaron, side by side, those two brothers, I'll tell you, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a giggle anywhere. Maybe a baby would be crying somewhere. But those two brothers, side by side, walked, and they started walking down into the bed of the Red Sea. And on either side, a half a mile apart, hundreds of feet up, surging, raging waters above their head. They didn't know at any moment, but they had heard the trumpet call. And they were ready. You don't get ready after it. You get ready before it happens. They walked down in. And then, about every, they had to be in, in organized, very military-like in divisions the, of the people of Israel in order to go through in a, half a, in a half a mile in 12 hours they had to be so well organized to be able to do what they did and the first division once Moses and Aaron they saw them they took on a little courage the signal came the first division moved out solemnly and they started down into the bed of the Red Sea. And then the second division moved out. And then the third division moved out. Each division gaining a little more courage because of what was happening to the first division. Friend, today it's time for you and me to move out. What am I talking about? Move out on our knees, on our humility, on our devotion, on our commitment to God. Listen, we serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. He's believing for you. Let's now believe for him and see his glory come upon us. Wherever we are hurting, wherever we feel misery, wherever we feel shame, wherever there is confusion, wherever there is anything that causes you to be in pain, dysfunctional, misery, God wants to open up and get you out of that situation. He's a miracle-working God, a Red Sea-opening God, a a, a, a heaven-opening God. Heaven will come down into your situation wherever you are. It'll come into your heart, and you'll know a peace that passeth all understanding. You'll be able to live under conditions that you never thought possible, but God is there with you. There's a pillar of fire, Shekinah glory. Uh, There's a pillar of, of cloud, the very presence and glory of the Lord. You're not alone walking this earth, walking through all the troubles you're walking through. You're not alone in that situation. You have but to look up on bended knee. Look up because God is leading you. He's leading you in the direction you should go. Don't use your own wisdom and your own thoughts. Sure, we are smart people. 
God has given us brains, but let that brain tell us, be still and know that I am God. Be still and I will fight for you. Be still and let me do the work. Hallelujah. God is almighty. This is your Red Sea crossing. Let's look at the screen now and read the conclusion together. God always delivers his people. No matter what the problem or difficulty is, God will deliver us. God will even move heaven and earth, override the very laws of nature if need be to deliver us. This is his promise. He will deliver us. Amen. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. Hello, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris, thanking you for partnering with me in reaching those who are hurting emotionally, mentally, physically with the healing word. Your prayers and financial help are greatly needed. Please help me reach the lost with the message of God's saving grace and those who are suffering emotionally, mentally, and physically. Go to the Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org, and click on The Healing Word. Thank you for your prayers and financial gifts that make The Healing Word outreach possible. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in Monday at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.